Hello and good day. It's February 26, 2024. Thank you for joining in and listening to our second episode, our podcast entitled One Man's Opinion Today. Hopefully you enjoyed the first episode and you were able to like, share and or subscribe and we do appreciate that feedback. I am Dr. Paul Murata, one of the co-hosts for today. And I am Brendan Kola-Franceschi. Once again, our podcast is uh, eight to ten minutes, hopefully to give you some uh, entertainment and some feedback on what's happening in today's world. We have clear topics that we would like to cover. Those are short segments, uh, number one, in the world of finance. Uh, Mr. B. Cola, why are we interested in the world of finance? Well, Dr. P., I spend my uh, day professionally in the financial world, and hopefully the financial topic of the day will help arm you with some additional knowledge to assist you in the future. Our second uh, main topic will typically be in the world of medicine and healthcare, and uh, I am a physician by training and certainly hope to hit some of these topics that will uh, enlighten our general wellness in the Canadian healthcare system. We have several other topics in uh, updating sports, current events, and occasionally, B. Cola, we have something special sometimes. It's our random topic of the day. With hopefully a special guest that we will entice into joining us on our podcast. So with that being said, uh, we're going to talk about some areas in finance right now that uh, typically get the news on a regular basis. We spoke last week about certain topic, but this one is about the world of inflation in the financial aspect. Uh, I guess we'll talk about Canadian inflation. And Mr. B. Cola, what's your take on inflation? Well, since we covered the interest rate portion in episode one, I figured it was natural to go into the inflation side for episode two. So inflation works alongside interest rates. And uh, the reason that this does is you want to have a sustainable inflation rate to match where your benchmark interest rate will or should be. So we gather it's gradually coming down um, because of all the tools that the Fed has used. Is it realistic to see this uh, goal of 2 to 3% back to where it was so many years ago? Um, well, short answer is so far um, in Canada, we're down to 2.9% inflation rate. The Bank of Canada would like to see that rate between two, two to 3%. So currently that is below three is, uh, is a good sign uh, for the overall inflation number. All right, well, so far so good then. We're in the downward. Is your opinion that we should keep, or the Fed should keep trying to pound interest rates, their inflation rates down for the long term? Or will there be some aspects where we can expect a bumpy ride on the way down? Uh, well, I think sort of the monetary policy that's already been implemented and the, the rate hikes, uh, we've, we've, we've seen rates go up 5%, which is sort of the largest raise over a single period of time, haven't really worked their whole way through the economy. So I think that, you know, this, this, this decline in rate or inflation is, um, is giving us uh, um, some hope that that is starting to work its way through and see the effects of, of the rate hikes. So I was with some friends this week. Dr. P, and they mentioned that um, they're going to be down and out for the next couple of days due to the fact that they're getting ready for a colonoscopy. Colonoscopy, one of my favorite topics. So why why is it, or when is it, should we get a colonoscopy? Well, uh, first of all, I think you were lying at the beginning saying you were speaking with friends. We all know you don't have any. 
realistically, it's a good topic. Colonoscopy is really about screening for colon cancer. Uh, one of the things that we um, do very commonly is to screen for this. It's it's an asymptomatic event. So if there's a family history or you know you hit an age typically around 50, colonoscopy is suggested. But what I would say now is we have these stool type tests, just a, a, a stool smear that you submit. These occult blood tests are typically being done every two year intervals. And I would say to individuals listening for cancer prevention, this is really one of the best and first things you should do because if it's positive, you sort of go to the top of the pile to get a colonoscopy, which is um, really screening for those that need it. But in general, this, this preventative health care, not only in colon cancer screening, but for breast cancer, lung cancer, we really should be doing much more preventative medicine and colonoscopy is one of those examples that most people know very much about. Sometimes they're too afraid to do it and I would say don't be afraid, do it. You'll save either your own life or perhaps one of your siblings or other family members. So what can one expect when they're getting ready for a colonoscopy procedure? Well, you can expect about 24 hours prior to procedure of being very miserable because the colonic preparation uh, keeps you tied to your restroom. Uh, that being said, that's probably the toughest part of the procedure. Other than that, it's a 15 to 30 minute uh, procedure and you're out after being sedated with a quick wake up time and a quick recovery time. So you can't take a week off of work, probably just a day. Well, there you go. So what you're saying is get a colonoscopy and potentially save your life. That would be a good thing. Speaking of uh, loose bowel movements, we were enjoying the waste management court, uh, golf uh, weekend on TV, and it was a debacle for those of you who have witnessed it. Oh, year over year, there was more and more arrests, more and more drunken individuals to the point where the players themselves are starting to... Uh, talk back about whether they might even attend it in the in the future or asking the organizers to sort of tame the crowd. B. Cola, what do you think of this? Should we let them uh, have rain on this or do we have to pull back? Uh, it's a, this is such a tough scenario because the, this tournament has been dubbed like, you know, the drunk fest of, of, of the PGA. So I think I read last year they sold 4.6 million beers at the tournament and uh, that's that's a lot of beer so and if you have the Instagram or or uh, or any other social media I'm sure you've seen the, the funny clips of, of guys walking fighting gravity on the uh, on the way out or into the tournament so um, I think I think you kind of let her go let it rain well I, I may differ I, uh, first of all a lot of those beers were were feeding the the grass and the sod barely all of them got into individuals uh, digestive system but I did. I do appreciate from the players' perspective their one comment, like this is our job, and there should be some respect for that. So I actually think they should rein it in substantially, either uh, limit the amount of alcohol people can have, or limit the amount of people that are in attendance, particularly around that 16th hole where all the shenanigans uh, seem to always transpire. Right. Yeah. The. Uh... Well, did you see when they get a hole in one there, all the beer sort of rained down, and and this year I think they even introduced a slip and slide, a homemade slip right. and slide down the hill. So, well, I guess we'll wait and find out what the organizers are going to do next year, depending on uh, I guess the players and the audience. Uh, we have a topic coming up. It's it's somewhat timely. It's coming around April eighth, 
most of you would probably know this is the eclipse that's coming this is where we may be in a path of complete uh, totality uh, in certain areas around North America and there seems to be a frenzy of activity about finding that path and getting to that path and, and the importance of being there and witnessing it because it's such a rare event. Personally, um, I know not everyone's going to look at it because you have to have the uh, glasses to, to look at it and most of us will probably be watching it on the news. Um, so how important is it to you, B. E. Cola, to be in attendance and be maybe in that path of totality? Well, Dr. P, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be completely, I think, boring on this one. It doesn't very, mean very much to me. Other well, than the fact it's a PD day for my kids. <laughs> so we're missing a huge learning uh, opportunity here by them not being at school to, to learn about the eclipse. But Will you bring your kids to witness this? Um, if they look out the window, I might. <laughs> I don't think we have the, the glasses or the little cardboard box. I think it's an, an important event, but I do agree with you. It's not important enough for me to sort of pause my daily activities. Uh, I'll watch it on the news, um, and I know there are many other eclipse chasers that differ in this opinion, but they don't have a podcast. <laughs> and uh, lastly, as we close, it's more of a fact-finding issue. I was uh, impressed that we're coming close in the next few days to uh, leap year. Um, I think we all live in leap years and non-leap years and rarely do we remember why we have leap years. Uh, this is a fun fact. The earth takes 365 days to go around the sun. However, it does that not entirely in 365 days, but it's six hours and or sorry, five hours and 48 minutes. But we round it off to six hours, so every four years we've got to catch up on that day and hence the leap year. But as I said, it's not really six hours. It's about five hours and 47, 48 minutes. So every hundred or so years, we have to adapt for that. And there's some mathematical equations about years that are divisible by 100 and 400. Anyway, the math gets complicated. But just to know that it does take uh, just that extra almost six hours around the sun that we account for on a leap year. And that's the explanation. And so with that, I want to thank B. Cola, my co-host, yeah, thanks. I'm excited to be here for episode two and later, dudes. Thank you, and remember to like, share, and subscribe.